Hey friends, and welcome to the last episode of We Read It One Night's 2023 year. To no one's surprise, this week we're talking about banging Santa Claus with two Christmas novellas, Her Night with Santa by Adriana Herrera and Santa Claus is Going to Town on Me by M.L. Eliza. I'm joined by Amanda from the 90s Babies Nostalgia podcast, and we talk about candy cane dicks and holiday sex toys, along with a surprise return to the podcast Bear Survival Tip Roots. Don't forget to leave us a rating and review as a present this holiday season. Enjoy this time with the people you love and enjoy the show. some scallion pancakes mm. for dinner just now um they were um and by made i mean i heated up frozen ones from trader joe's mm. and Addie, like she has never been this obsessed with getting my food <laughs> like she did i've never had her do like the classic cat paw thing where like they reach their little paw like onto your plate and like try to like take it mm-hmm. And she just did it right in front of me, like, multiple times. I was like, I even let her sniff it. And she was, like, not interested in eating it. But she just, like, wanted to take one. That's so funny. I wonder what it is because they don't have seafood. I know exactly which ones you're talking about. I have them in my freezer. Yeah. They're just dough and scallions. Yeah. I saw a Tumblr post yesterday because I'm still on Tumblr. Whatever. And it it was, like about how someone was like you know if your cat wants to sniff your food just let them sniff your food they don't really want to eat it and then the reply of this was written by a cat i let my cat sniff my food and they took a bite out of something that was not meat but marnie yeah marnie's the sniffing cat i just give her i i I she looks at me with curiosity i just put it in front of her face and she gives a little sniff and then she's good the only thing she's stolen was a shrimp chip out of the bag. Yeah, and that's understandable. Smells like shrimp. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hello, listener. Hello. Uh, <laughs> welcome to our Christmas episode, our holiday episode, but it's a Christmas episode because we're talking about Santa books mm-hmm. today, and I am joined by my good friend Amanda, who happens to also have her own podcast. Amanda, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Amanda. I have a podcast called 90s Babies Nostalgia, where my friend Jess and I just watch media that's usually from the early 2000s. Sometimes it's from now, geared towards teens, things that make us happy and give us nostalgic feels. Also, I'm incredibly jealous of you right now because the setup for a podcast that has no visual features is just so much nicer. Like, I didn't have to put on a full face of makeup. I didn't uh-huh. have to set up my tripod and my ring light. Like, this is a dream. Oh my God, no. Rachel, at one point, she was like, we should, like, put it on YouTube and, like, you know, ha- just have, like, our faces. I was like, absolutely not. I'm going to shut that shit down right now. Absolutely not. I'm happy you don't have a visual component because I'm cozy. I'm happy for you. Listen, you look very nice regardless. I would be Thank proud you. to put your current face on our YouTube channel. I thought you went on your face. Like, I would be proud to wear your face. I would face be proud to it. wear your face. <laughs> Amanda, this, the, our friendship has actually been a long standing con for me to like steal your face, like that spirit from Avatar The Last Airbender. 
I think it's funny that so we're friends and we both have podcasts, but we're not podcast friends. I mean, we we follow each other and we support each other and stuff. But like, I don't know where you're at, but I feel like such a cliche of a millennial in that oh, I now have yeah. like my podcast friends that are other podcasts I follow that follow me. And like, we only know each other through podcasting. Mm-hmm. But I also have at least two other friends that I met in real life first who happen to have podcasts. So when I'm talking to friends who on the off chance don't have a podcast, I'm like, yeah, so my my friend Allison who has her romance book <laughs> podcast and my friend Sarah who has her horror <laughs> podcast. And, and I just sound like <laughs> such a tool. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, welcome, Amanda. Thank you for Thank coming you. Al- along. Thank you for having me. It's very nice. This is our last episode of the year, listener. <gasps> Yay. Hope it's been a good year for everyone. Yeah, I hope it's been a good year. And let me just tell you, listener, podcasting secret, it is not Santa season yet. No, it's spooky season. Mm-hmm. I, it, this, this is, um fuck, the nightmare before Christmas. That's what this episode is giving because it's Santa in spooky season. And what a nightmare you took me on, Allison. I am so delighted. Okay, so listener, today we are doing something a little bit different. We're talking about two books because they are novellas and they equal mm-hmm. one book. And one of them is like 40 pages and super gay. And the other one is like 140 pages. And it's ostensibly not gay at all unless you're talking about like the original meaning of the word gay. In which case I would say, sure, it's jolly because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's Santa. We are talking about Her Night with Santa by Adriana Herrera, which is our sapphic Santa book. And then we are talking Santa Claus is going to town on me. You can't even say it. It's such a good title. It's <laughs> by um uh Marie by ML Eliza, but Marie Liscombe writing is ml eliza and these are both self-published right yes i think that they're both by hybrid authors though adrian herrera definitely has had several traditionally published like she does Mm. both um and i have heard of marie liscombe and i feel like she at the very least like writes maybe like harlequin like mass Mm -hmm. mark like those kinds of category romance possibly i don't know where i've heard her name before but I feel like she also may be hybrid, but Audrey and Herrera definitely is. This was an absolute treat for me. I listened to an episode of yours before this because I've been meaning to listen to your stuff anyway. (laughs) And we have a very similar podcast in that we both like recap a lot and add our comments throughout. Uh However, I am not a romance girly. I've read one traditional romance book ever. And which one? Um, it was a forever one. Uh-huh. accidentally engaged oh we did that we did an episode on that yeah i listened to the audiobook and i got pissed off the whole time because they pronounced toronto with the last t toronto canadians don't say it that way and i felt like the voice actors didn't do their research pulled <laughs> me out yeah that's my take that was my whole take it's a very the author's book. canadian if that helps like she does no. live in toronto no <laughs> The author is sure, but the voice actors were my issue. Fine, fine. But anyway, it's a very tame book. And I realized reading these, the only sex scenes I'd ever read before were from Cassandra Clare and Sally Rooney. (laughs) 
Oh no. I know. So, <laughs> so I, one I, written for children and the other one nobody gets to orgasm. <laughs> is what I'm getting from that. Pretty much. And we got a lot of orgasms lot in of these orgasms. books. Welcome to the world. Well, that's also the thing about novellas. So, like, these are definitely a little bit different than traditional, yes. more traditional romance. Like, I would say Her Night with Santa, I feel like, verges on erotica because they're fucking almost the entire time. They they don't both verge on erotica? Like, I wouldn't know because, because Santa Claus is going to town on me has the romance element. Like there, there's a different like erotica is not just like what percentage is sex. Like erotica is like, like romance is like the story is told through the romance and sex is in addition to that. If if you if it's like an open door, and then erotica is like the story is told through their sexual relationship. Okay, mm. Mm. and it has more sex generally, but like it, they are distinct things. Like it's not just like how many sex scenes. I just want to point out both of these stories start with the two main characters meeting each other and going, yes. we're going straight to Bone yes, Town. And I love and it. Everything listen, else unfolds after. Listen, they, if they're novellas, they don't have a lot of time. We uh-huh. don't have time for a meet cute. It's immediately down to fucking. Yeah. So, so her night with Santa. Yeah. Let's talk about that one first. Or yeah. we can talk about both, but like we'll focus on mm-hmm. Santa. It. We have Chris, right? Chris, yes, with a K. Chris yes. with a K. Christina our, Kringle, our lesbian Santa who has inherited the throne. And then, how would you pronounce the other name, Farnas or Farnat? Farnas. That's how I was saying it in my head. I should I should have looked it up. Niece of a, a different type of brown Christmas god that I've not the heard Magi. Of you know the three kings that followed the star. Oh. Like the three kings. Those are the Magi. Yeah. Oh, you would know that. I I I would. <laughs> and and Farnas <laughs> has decided to um go into the sex toy business and is actively using these toys butt ass naked. Sorry, I yeah, never excellent. asked if I could swear. But oh no, absolutely. Literally butt ass naked. People, With- sex toys and fucking. Like, of course. Yeah. And and Chris walks in on her, and that's when they first meet. Is when one of them is like strapped into three sex toys at once, mid orgasm. Yes, and I would I would like to point out that her sex toys specifically are ergonomic. Are they? I, I, yes, they're ergonomic sex toys. And I was like, my carpal tunnel is like <laughs> joyous. <laughs> this is amazing. She's got like nipple clamps, a butt yeah. plug, and then something else going on down in her lady regions. There's a vibrator. There's also a giant blue strap on. Well, that comes in later. That comes in later. That's like but I'm just saying that's also three. part of the pack. That's yeah. also part of the pack. Oh, there's a whole bag full of prototypes. Yes. Which mm-hmm. she's not just carrying around, listeners. She she is in, so they're in where? The Dominican Republic? I'm not sure if they specify. I know they're in the Caribbean. They do specify, but I could be wrong. Anyway, she's there to like pre- pre- present to um, investors. So she's not just carrying around the bag of sex toys for shits and giggles. Although, frankly, if she was, I wouldn't blame her. No. Because they sound great. 
yeah, so she's there to meet with investors and her family doesn't support her. And so she has like the tiniest bit of backstory. And we get to switch between the two of them. Yeah. Which is kind of, I don't know how I felt about that, but it was like. That's very so, common. That's like yeah. the norm in romance. Hmm. There, I mean, in contemporaries, there's more, there's currently a trend where it's like usually just where it's sometimes one, but I think that people are going back. It's very normal to have both perspectives. Okay. Yes. I did have a bone to pick that um, she's described as butch because I was like, she's wearing bright red lipstick and, and winged eyeliner. And like, if you look at the cover, like, that that woman like having short hair is not the only requirement to being butch Thank and i really so need much. modern sapphic authors to realize this because like i've heard uh, there have been other authors who like describe their characters as butch and i'm like that that she's not butch she's just she's just normal <laughs> she just Thank has short hair so much i didn't want to be the asshole bringing it up but it bothered me because her red lipstick and winged eyeliner are her signature Yes. And there's something else in there I forgot that's like... She's wearing like a black lacy bra underneath her Santa suit or something. Yes. She's giving top femme or femme top. She's not like calling her butch is... I don't know the author's preferences and I don't claim to, but it sounds like how a straight person would describe a lesbian with just like a slight bit of masculine energy. Yeah. I also just want to um, point out. Oh, she's pulled out the Kindle. Listener, she has pulled out her notes. I have not used my Kindle in five plus years. <laughs> I had to charge it, make sure it still works to download these ebooks. And I'm so glad that I did because then I got to take my little highlights because I don't mark physical books and I almost only read physical books. Love it. Unlike yeah, these are both on Kindle Unlimited listeners, so if you have that. There's the other line. This Santa rolls in custom Louboutins. <laughs> Tell me what Butch is wearing custom Louboutins. No. No. The Red Souls? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I just would like to quote what uh, Fernaz says, like, as soon as she sees chris so chris is there recovering after christmas she's like having her like week of solitude but now Mm -hmm. she's like week of sex and vernaz like doesn't like her family so she's taking a break so vernaz sees chris she's on chris's bed chris waltzes in and she's like goddamn dinner and a show (laughs) and vernaz is like if you're part of the amenities my answer is yes Yes, please, festive butch fantasy. I would very much like to have whatever you're offering. And I was like, we're off to the races. And Chris is, from the very beginning, like 100% my dad set this up. Because Farnaz's uncle got permission from the former Santa. Daddy Santa. Yes. Well, that's our next one. but (laughs) not Daddy Santa yet. To let her spend the night in this luxury villa, which, by the way, my first highlight starts with how she's going to think about the fucking baller afternoon ahead of her. I really loved some of the pros in this. Uh, It was felt felt very natural. And (laughs) yeah, so she 
I don't even know. I've lost my train of thought. Oh, no. So immediately she's like, my dad set this up. Like there is a naked masturbating woman on my bed, (laughs) curvy and delicious. And my dad sent her here for me and I'm going to fuck her brains out. And this happens throughout (laughs) the novella where she's like, I don't really care that my dad set this up. Where She's like thinking about her dad about to go to town on this woman. Do you know what I'm? There's something going on in the Santa family. That's all in the and the Claus family. Something is going on there. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should talk about it. <laughs> hey, at least her dad is is sex positive and an ally. Are these actually part of the same universe? And Daddy Santa, like this is his and Holly's child. Well, Daddy Santa couldn't tell you because Daddy Santa doesn't know a damn thing about who he is. Daddy Santa is an alien. Anyway. Yeah, we'll get into that. We'll get into <laughs> we'll that. Get into that. <laughs> so, um. Oh, wait. I want to say that. So they say that um all the reindeer are female, right? Mm-hmm. Which is biologically accurate because female reindeer are the only ones that don't, that have antlers in the winter. Um, And that was a viral tweet that I would like to claim was made by my friend back before Twitter imploded. But Every year, she gets, like, death threats from people who are so butthurt that she's saying that fictional reindeer are all girls. And apparently in this novella, the reindeer, um, referred to as these bitches, roll with anything as long as they get pampered. And honestly, I've never related to reindeer more. (laughs) (laughs) True. They're not the ones you knew, but they're new. And yeah, listener, we're getting all over the place. That's because this novella is all over the place. But Chris is the first female Santa ever. That's her whole personality. I've gotten reviews of people being like 14 minutes in and they just started talking about the book. (laughs) Like, okay. And you're like, if it wasn't good content, I would have edited it out. Why do you think it's a two-part episode? Listeners, you should thank me. I just want to say the episode that comes out before this, Amanda, it's Molly's episode. Oh, my God. Um, And listener, I just want to say that you should thank me because that recording was over three hours long. I'm not done editing it because it's over three hours long, but I've currently cut out like an hour and I'm only like 30 minutes. In. So like, you're welcome. I love being on a podcast that has episodes as long as mine. Anyway, lesbian porn, back at it. What happened? I don't remember. They meet on the bed, and then what? Somebody says, holy snowballs. Uh, that is that is in there. That's yes, said, that I just, like, I just my note, the bullet point is just, quote, holy snowballs. Yeah. That's on and page I just 14. needed to convey that. Um, I needed to convey that. Holy Snowballs is the last thing that I highlighted. I think I just gave up after that. And that's only page 14. Oh my god. So they decide that this would be fun. Basically, they just both think they're hot. And one of them's already naked and masturbating. So yeah. why not? And instead of being like, oh my god, I've been caught masturbating naked by this woman on the bed. She's like, yeah, let me just do a little, like, it's not a striptease because she's already naked, but like, whatever the naked version of a striptease is, <laughs> a little seduction. Gotta applaud the the gumption there and the confidence yeah. there to really go for it. And I think they do almost immediately start oh, fucking. Yes. 
No, yeah. my my note is I haven't read a more immediate eating out scene since Ice Planet Barbarians. Um, Great title. And um, and yes, it's about, as you might guess, Ice Planet Barbarians. <laughs> and the first book, this girl and her friends crash land on a planet and she's like goes out for help and she's like sleeping in a cave and she wakes up and this alien is eating her out and she's like. I don't know what's happening. I'm going to let this finish, though. <laughs> and then we're going to. Couldn't be me. You, Allison, I just want you to know that intramarital rape is still rape. I understand. <laughs> okay. But, like, Fine. she's mm-hmm. cool with it. Like, she yeah. wakes, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, as long as you're cool with it, as long as, like. Yeah, man. I'm as like, l- whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I'm glad there's no sexual assault in these ones, unless you count the assault of walking in on someone naked in mid-sexual <laughs> act without consent. So you're in someone's home, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Chris was in her own home. Well, no, I'm saying Fernandez is in someone's home. Yeah. So, like... Could you? Could you go into someone's home and just start... No. 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 I have trouble sleeping without pants on in other people's <laughs> same like i also if i'm like an airbnb or something i'm immediately like where's the camera oh yes you know what i mean i just it could not be me okay there's lots of eating out and playing with the nipple clamps yeah and then for nas asked if they can do it on the beach and i'm like that's how you get a uti listener don't Ah, oh, you get a staff. Don't infection. do it on the beach. That's... Don't do it. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. The sand gets ev- to quote Anakin Skywalker. The sand gets in everything. <laughs> I also love that Chris has tattoos, um, a la uh the Guardians movie Santa, Santa Daddy, which I sent you a picture of because you didn't know. And listener, if you don't know Santa Daddy, I will link him in the description because DreamWorks knew what they were doing. When they yeah. created this Santa, Rise of the Guardians. He's kind of hot, not going to lie. He's the hottest Santa of them all. And that I'm... This I is what I was women. picturing for Daddy Santa in the next mm-hmm. book. There's just something about Santa having tattoos. So all I have to say. Now, Chris's are like lame and sentimental because they're just like the names of all the Santas before her. But Rise of the Guardian Santa mm-hmm. is like has a naughty and nice on his forehead. I was thinking, how many names does she have? This has yeah. been hundreds of Santas at this point. Well, how long has the Santa myth been around? Centuries. Okay. I mean, our other Santa's over a thousand years old. Fourth century AD. But if you think about it, so it goes like all the way up her arm and then like down her back. They all have the same last name. Right? It's the same family, ostensibly. So she only has to do the first names. And they're all probably some version of Chris. <laughs> it's just Chris. That's true. What if they times. just start adding to Hallie Marks? <laughs> Chris, the, she's Chris. Actually, she gets to be Chris the first because she's girl Chris. She's mm-hmm. Chris number one. But all the other Chris's, like her dad was like Chris the 111th or something. So to my point about her dad... <laughs> Right after fucking, and they're 
formally introducing themselves with by by the way they go along with this because the whole thing is farnaz's flight was delayed for a day so she's only there for a night the snow yeah yeah and so chris is not in the caribbean but in the alps and chris is like well why not oh really wait i was imagining i don't know why but i was like fully on board with it being with it snowing <laughs> allison i was like that's allison. weird i guess it's a christmas miracle she's supposed to be skiing with her family i know but i assumed that it had been snowing it like she was grounded because of a storm in the caribbean not in the Alps. oh how are they okay the santa magic chris has a self-heating pussy okay santa magic can do anything yeah we've learned that but she says, maybe my father knows what he's doing because the exhaustion from just minutes ago is a distant memory now. Like, she literally just got finished fucking this woman and says, maybe my father's father knows what he's doing. And says, raw need flares inside me shortly thereafter. I think it's just shorthand for showing her gr- her being like, I'm a lone wolf, Santa workaholic, to like... I found love of her bringing up her dad. It could also just be a, a daddy kink. Felt more like that one. <laughs> and they do decide because she only has about 16 hours there to just fuck the whole time. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so there's lots of, and I will say I read this in the bath. I had a very nice, long, hot bath. I and I was really so hoping this you. would add to something. And it was just, so there's it was so outlandish there were so many toys there were there there's a part where they're out on the like by the pool and Mm -hmm. they're quote pressed together from toes to boobs so i just would like to emphasize that that is a description that we get Mm -hmm. um and then for like pulls out like a clit vibrator clit stimulator and like i missed the part where it said that she had brought down a pouch full of toys and i thought she had just like like they're butt naked. So I was like, where did she pull that off from? That's right. So they go from the initial sex in the bed to then food, which we don't get to see, to then the pool where they have more sex. And I was yes. also curious about where she was hiding that. And also, don't people work in this house? They like set up the house no. for Chris to return. No, I think it's magic. But she said something like, the- like I think the house is stocked and then she's alone for a week. But That's remember when she comes in, she's like, my door is closed. That's weird. The person normally leaves it open, so a breeze goes through the house. Yeah, I think that's the person that prepares it for, like, before she comes. So she, I don't think don't they're, think like, a daily staff. No, I think the person, the staff, like, preps it, and then she's alone, normally. I don't, listen, I am very sensitive. Longtime listeners will know. That I'm very much anytime there's like a scene in which service workers are in the vicinity of like <laughs> sexy times going on. I'm like, these people do not get paid enough for this. They don't. They absolutely do not get paid enough for this. I would hope Santa's workers get paid decently. Yeah, but no, because there's no amount. There's no amount that you would be able to pay me to get me to willingly walk in on my like witness, my boss boning someone oh no there is no, no amount i'm just yeah. saying i hope that they get paid decently but oh but there, I listen, I but hope. there is no amount for sure yeah 
at one point during the sixth marathon, um, I don't know who says this, but one of them says, I'm planning to squeeze every drop of fluid from your body. And I threw up in my mouth a little bit when I read that. That sounds like Chris, because I remember her saying she's going to get water because of that. I don't like it. Yeah. I didn't like it. But I did like a line that came shortly after that, where I think Fernaz says, it feels so incredibly naughty to have my bottom in the air for Santa's pleasure. Oh, 100% Fernaz. I was like, fuck yeah. I love that. One thing I loved about both of these Santa's books is the number of times where Santa was used as an adjective. Or Santa adjacent words. I'm trying to find the plot and... There's not a plot. It's a novella. Yeah. It's a neurotic Christmas novella. I'm pretty sure that's what it is, the subtitle. What I will say is they have sex at least three or four times, right? Because we've got the bed. We've got the pool. We've got the balcony. We've got the bed again. And in that, we get little glimpses of them sharing their life story and supposedly falling in love to where by the end of it, they're like, Chris is going to go to the Alps and meet Farnaz's family and and they might make have a go of this. And I just got to say, as someone whose heart lives in her vagina, still not how it works. I don't I don't know. My note is these are the most lesbians to ever lesbian <laughs> because of how fast they you haul it. They Santa slay it. <laughs> they like, Santa slay <laughs> Like they're ready within... 48 hours they're gone they're done yeah (laughs) they're moving in together (laughs) Fernaz does have an entire paragraph about how much she loves pussy yes she does have an entire I highlight that too she has like an ode to pussy just smack dab in the middle (laughs) and they just kind of bond over being women doing things that their family haven't done yeah and being like yeah women leaders and sex there's the dildos yeah i mentioned the blue dildo and i would just like to say that i would like there to be more dildos in sapphic romance i feel like we don't get nearly enough the only other time that i can remember like a strap on Mm -hmm. like dildo like that kind of like not just like with your hand like a strap on dildo Mm -hmm. the only other time i can remember that being used was actually in historical romance and that's the only time, and I would like more oh. of it. And the historic, well, because the historical, you know what? You know what dildos are named after? What? You know where that name comes from? No. Um, dildo Newfoundland. 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 Yeah. Like, a, it's the town, because it's a fishing town. It's incredible. And the fishing wives um, use dildos. They were called He's at Homes. <laughs> like, that popularized. Like, that's not, obviously, dildos have existed for far longer than that. But, like, that's where that word comes from. <laughs> Incredible. I learned that from that sapphic historical romance. And I was like, this is excellent. I would like more. I've only known one person from Newfoundland, but they sucked. And I <laughs> bet they would hate that story. And that brings me joy. I <laughs> I also agree. I like the dildo. As a sapphic person myself, I like to think about things like that. But I know some women struggle with that because they don't like feeling too compared to a man or like they need Mm -hmm. to have quote-unquote male parts Mm -hmm. to satisfy a woman especially cis women will feel sort of I don't know almost like threatened by a dildo in the presence of like stereotypical male genitalia you know some people feel yeah yeah 
No, I got that. But as a sapphic person myself, as a bisexual person myself, yeah, I appreciate the usage of it. It's like fingers, but bigger. Yeah. It's just an extra big finger. Anatomically, things serve a purpose. Yeah, exactly. I did also like the nod that all of the toys she has are her prototypes, except for the vintage Hitachi that still works like a charm. <laughs> the word vintage was really great. <laughs> Where did she get it? <laughs> like, whose mom owned it first? <laughs> it's what I want to know. I imagine her spending twice the retail price to get it at, like, a novelty thrift store in Japan. Yep. J- Japan would have, like, thrift sex toy oh, shops. absolutely. Absolutely. As they should. Set as someone who's been in a Japanese sex shop. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I've been to one, actually. But it wasn't a thrift store, but, like, maybe I wasn't looking hard enough. You're telling me you don't have a vintage Hitachi that still works like a charm? No, I actually don't own any sex toys, which is part of why I couldn't connect to the story. Mm. It wasn't as hot to me. Also, the, like, throwing the the romance in later. I'm a demisexual person, and I need people to at least have a conversation before they have sex. Yeah, I get that. I mean, yeah, and these are (laughs) novellas. Like that, they have to, they only have so much room. Maybe I'll have you on again and I'll have you read a full one. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I've read sex scenes I liked before. It, yeah. I, mean, I didn't not like some of these. I think this one, I think I just struggle with dirty talk in general. Like even mm. authors who write dirty talk ostensibly really well, like who are like known for writing dirty talk. I'm just like, I, it's just something I'm like, I don't. I don't want you to say those words. <laughs> yeah. The only sex word I find hot is cunt. And I was very happy that this book used cunt. I think it only used it once, though. Yes, but it used it. And that's that's like the one word that is still taboo for a lot of people mm. in romance. Like, there are people who will still get really offended if, like, the word cunt is used. Whereas, like, basically every other word is like on the table in some respect and don't get me wrong i don't dislike the word pussy but i don't need to read it five times a page yeah let's diversify there's just something about pussy that's not but then you don't want the old standby euphemisms of like her petals or like her nub or like her flower like there are so Mm -hmm. many so many Sometimes some of the sex scenes I've read that I've enjoyed has been less graphic and more mm-hmm. romantic or flowery, not like describing the genitalia in any which way, just describing like the feelings that they're going through. But mm-hmm. also I understand that is very much like a romance plot line within a larger novel, not whereas this is yeah. a graphic this erotica. Is for the sex. No, yeah. I agree. I think the sex scenes that I really enjoy are the ones that are more about like the connection as opposed Mm -hmm. to like ones that describe the more physical stuff like I think these sex scenes were good like especially if you're someone that likes the physical stuff like yeah bang this out baby 40 pages you hop in a bath hopefully it'll go better for you than it did for Amanda but (laughs) like yeah I think that's that's not usually because I think I just get bogged down because like when I read like I just kind of want to like float over the words I don't want individual words to like stand out to me, if mm. that makes sense. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think 
the more technical you get, the more they stand out to me. And then it takes me out of the moment. Yeah. I think it'd be good for people who need those descriptions, who like really want to visualize it. But in Mm -hmm. my brain, that just takes so much effort Mm -hmm. to then imagine everything they're talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I'm not a visual. No. And honestly, thank you for the cover because that bitch is hot. Mm -hmm. that is a santa i would fuck and i absolutely if that santa walked in i'd be like i'm feeling my inner fernaz i'm i'm being possessed with the confidence of this lady i might fuck around with some snowflake nipple clamps yes the santa that's not hot is the santa on the cover of of santa's going oh, to no, town that's just you. a regular santa that is a regular ass santa and that is not how i imagined santa while reading no. that one because i couldn't because that would be disturbing i imagined the santa from rise of the guardians that's who i imagined i was similar i was similar yeah because that's a daddy i can get behind the last thing for mm-hmm. s- for her night with santa mm-hmm. they're going to take santa sleigh to the alps like they're yes. not gonna fly and Fernandez is like, how can I say no to a ride in Santa's sleigh? <laughs> that is the actual last line is of it? the novella. Yes. Iconic. I was like, this is a great last line. Excellent. No notes. Wonderful job. <laughs> I will say as far as Santa porn goes, the Santa-isms in this one were way more tolerable. Oh, okay. Well, see, here's the thing. I love the Santaism. So let's move on to Santa Claus <laughs> is going to town on me. I Santa Klaus. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Klaus. Klaus, like from the Vampire Diaries. I loved, I adored the number of Santa puns. Yeah. And the number of like like the fact that his cum tastes like peppermint. Oh my god. Is iconic to me. <laughs> His fucking cum. Number of times when I just like was reading and then I would have to like pause, like put my phone down and just like take a deep breath and like cover my mouth and just like, yes, <laughs> was like, I need to take a moment and sit with what I've just read because <laughs> I enjoyed every minute. I will say it was deeply enjoyable for all the wrong reasons for oh, me. Oh, yeah. Like I started reading it last night and I was going to read some in bed before going to sleep because I needed to finish it. And I was just like, you know what? This is hilarious and I actually need to go to sleep. So I'm going to stop now. And then today I read the vast majority in one sitting mm-hmm. and I'm not a quick reader. Mm-hmm. What you don't need to be to read this quickly. <laughs> I read this in the doctor's office. I texted you, but I need to tell the listener. Like I'm literally in the doctor's office, like waiting to get blood drawn. Just reading, saying, being like, thank God. It would be a HIPAA violation for them to have security cameras in this room because no, this needs to not be caught in any way. And I went to physical therapy and I was going to finish this there. And then I thought, you know what? I'm going to finish this in the comfort of my home because if someone dare ask me what I'm reading, I am not a liar. And I will have to tell them that I'm reading Santa porn for my friend's podcast. So Santa Claus yes. is going to down on me. Do you do you want to go through the plot? This one does have a bit of a plot. This one does have a. This one's not just a sex marathon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there is that. They have mm-hmm. like a heart to heart about their tragic backstories, which are very funny to me. Well, hers is not his. His is just sad. Um, but the epigraph is. 
I've always hated Christmas, but this year will be different because this year I'm going to fuck Santa Claus. (laughs) And we open up to Holly, named for the holiday by her late father who loved it, whose name was Douglas. Yes. Like like Douglas fir trees. (laughs) Yeah. I like the commitment. This is Hallmark. This is a Hallmark movie, but with fucking. That's what I'm saying. Literally. Like commitment to this the aesthetic. Is Hallmark after hours. Yeah. <laughs> Hallmark at night. NC seventeen. You wake up, the George Lopez theme is playing, and then this movie starts. <laughs> and to get to the daddy issues of it all, which is really what this novella is about. And we had some daddy oh. issues in the last one. But so we we from the very beginning, we know she's named after her father. We know something happened to him that made her hate the holidays. She Mm -hmm. hears someone break into her apartment house. Sorry, this bitch owns a house. And she's a receptionist and she owns a house. I would like to say this. Like, how? Where do you live? Would love to know. Goes downstairs and finds actual Santa and just immediately dripping wet. Just, she's like this seven foot giant. Just yes eat me up and he's like i know exactly what you want and all i want is to give i will be back tomorrow santa is a giver canon santa is a giver we understand she's the we start the book with her saying christmas can kiss my ass and i was like okay but literally (laughs) while she's then sorry i was gonna say while she's waiting for him to come to her house she says Today, I'm just counting down the seconds before I get that Santa dick. Yep. Yep. There's so many. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, she comes down with her sword ready to stab him. Oh, that and is she's like, he's going He's going to get an ass full of Mr. Stabity. And I <laughs> was like, butt stuff? <laughs> uh, is this foreshadowing like sword play but in the sexual sense please and then you know the note about the sword was so funny to me because she just randomly has this very accurate sword replica that she goes to <laughs> kill the guy with until she realizes it's hot sexy santa that she it's wants to bone. and <laughs> it's later referenced but like what is the intersection of ladies that own swords and santa fetishizers i really want to know is the venn diagram a circle is this what we're saying i know of men who own swords i don't know of women who own swords and i'm sure there are some out there it just feels and it wasn't even a specific it wasn't like this is a replica from my favorite movie i think it was a broadsword replica from something no, it was a replica medieval broadsword. That's what I'm saying. Like, it wasn't like, this is Aragorn's sword from Lord yeah. of the Rings. Yeah. This is Jon Snow's broadsword. Like, it was just a replica. And it's addressed later why she has it. And she's just like, I don't know, I thought it was cool. <laughs> it's like, honestly. Slay. Sure. Slay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've been hanging out with a lot of the gays lately. She, I would like, I would like you to know that Amanda did just do the hand thing. Yes. 
like three times. Um, <laughs> I've been hanging out with my people lately, so it is in my vocabulary. And that is truly what the author did throughout this whole thing is if she wanted to add details, she did. And if she didn't want to add details, she had the characters pose the question. And then the other character just go, I don't know. Yeah. It's probably because her beta re- her beta reader was like, you need to address why she has this sword. And she was like, fine. Here you I go. Don't know. There it is. Because like, it's cool. I own a sword. Oh, and of note, Santa has didn't visit Holly as a child. That's something that we learned very quickly. And he's at her house by mistake. He yeah. thinks that she's a different, a five-year-old Holly. Yeah, so he's like, she's like Holly Parson, and he, he's looking for Holly Pearson or something. Yeah, so immediately he's like, these presents aren't what you want. This dick is, I'm 15,000 yes. houses behind. Let me go get to them, and then I'll come back for you tomorrow if you still want me. And she's like, I will want you. No hesitation. Like, first three pages, they're making plans to get dick down. And I love it. No, we there's no fucking around. There's only All fucking, fucking around. Yes, there's all fucking <laughs> She calls him a stern Christmas daddy. Uh-huh. Um, he can sense her desires. He literally knows he what can she sense wants. all people's desires, but he's like specifically like her desires. And like yeah. his whole shtick is like, I want to give you whatever you want. His height changes, so he's the perfect kissing height. His- he doesn't know his true size. He's no. just the size she wants him to be. Yeah. What an existence. When he comes back the next day. And they have sex. Yeah, he literally grows while inside of her to yes. where they are levitating yes. off of the bed. Yes, it's incredible. I love every moment of it. <laughs> she is waiting, so she is waiting for him to come back, and she's like, she gets home, and she's like, I wonder if I have enough time to shower before he jingles me all the way. <laughs> I didn't write down all the Christmas puns in this, but like. No, yeah. No, I They're immaculate. I, I love them. I also love that Santa had a dad bod. I love that like he was listen, he's Pa. Have I told you about Pa? I've told the listeners about Pa. No. Pa if I were to marry a man, he would be a man whose children could call him Pa and it wouldn't be funny. Like, you know what I mean? Like it, it would be like, okay, yes, you're a man who can be called Pa. You can chop wood. And you are strong, but not, like, muscly. So, like, this Santa. You know what I mean? Like, you could lift a car. Like, that kind of strong. The strong of a man who is strong. Who has labored. Because he labors, not because he goes to the gym. That kind of strong. Allison, and he has a beard. Man. And he has a beard. I'm just saying, if. Pa- this has been a thing since college. <laughs> this okay, Santa is a lumberjack. Is what I'm saying. Unless they're a lesbian just oh wait i've sent you that video right oh there's a lady i saw it months before you sent it to me yeah there's a lady lumberjack yeah um but yes the dad bot i highlighted like a substantial part of that because i thought it was so funny the way she described it and rise of the dad bod i guess that's what was funny to me (laughs) like because i know that they're getting more popular or people mention them i'm more or less neutral on it but just like to say his arms and shoulders are muscular and sturdy, but his stomach and the rest of his torso is big, round, and soft. And then <laughs> he has silver hairs. He has like silver curls and a beard and silver yeah. pubic hair 
Like, he's... oh, I loved that. I love that we got that detail that the silver that the pubic hair is silver. They repeatedly mention his <laughs> silver pubic hairs. I loved it. No, but it's so uncommon for romance, even now. Like, we're seeing a lot more body diversity for like heroines for like female characters Mm -hmm. but like not as much for men like the men are Mm -hmm. all mostly still like abs six pack they're all six feet or above i mean he is above six feet but he could also be smaller if he wanted to he like seven feet tall well he's seven feet when she sees him but then he shrinks while they're making the the dick appointment i want to know how big this dick is though it's whatever size you need it to be. I know. It specifically grows so that it can hit her G-spot. I know. It, like, curves for her. He also, <laughs> oh, when he comes back, he has these not, he get, leaves a present for her before he arrives. That's, like, two boxes. One's white and one's red. Yeah. And it, it says, like, are you feeling naughty or nice? And so she picks the red one. And it's, like, this toy that he developed that's with his santa magic that just like sucks on her clit like an actual mouth and tongue yeah and she doesn't know how to get it off which is never addressed (laughs) she doesn't know how to turn it off and i feel like that is something because he uses it on her first and they have their magic like levitating sex and she literally almost passes out from all of the times that she has come and then while he's gone the next morning getting breakfast or something she's like hmm maybe i want to try it out and she can't get it off and she's like trying to play it cool and being tortured by a clit stimulator and then when she comes this was my favorite Santa Pop pun of the entire book. When she goes, oh, oh, holy fuck. Oh my God, that was so good. <laughs> that one really got me. Tim Allen Santa Claus could never. And all of this while she has her unaddressed, repressed trauma around Christmas yes. and her dad. Yes. She hates Yeah, we Christmas. keep getting hints to this. That something happened when she was like four. Yeah. And yeah. she hates Christmas, but she's like, mm, Santa, tie me up. The power of dick. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you. It's the power of dick. I will say, if cum tasted like peppermint, oh, I would be way more on board with so many things. <laughs> You'd be like, I would be way more of a 50-50 bisexual. <laughs> yes, that. I would be more of a swallower. I would, yes. My favorite thing is that Santa at one point asks if human men don't taste like him. And he's immortal and he's been around for over a thousand years. And he also, if if you're an immortal being, you cannot tell me you are straight. Santa has to have fucked men before. You would think. Maybe Santa's just a really hard top. Oh, He's like, I will never be the one giving well he is scared of his come possibly getting her sick and then like the next yeah that was my question so santa practices safe sex which we love like he puts on a a candy cane condom i would like to emphasize like it's a candy cane striped striped condom and i loved it 
because he's like, I don't know if I came inside you, I don't know what happened because we're different species. But then like the next page she swallows. And I was like, does it only count if he's coming in your vagina? Like, why am I picturing like if he were to come inside her that we would get like Renesme Cullen 2.0? Because that it, seems to be the implication of this. It was even bigger because she was saying something about yeah, I don't want to make any weird halfling babies. And then he goes, I wouldn't even want it to make you sick. So I'm thinking like it's going to burn her insides or something. Yeah. My friend has peppermint body wash and that shit got into my vulva last week. And I felt that for like 15 minutes. But <laughs> not, a, not even an exaggeration. I'm very <laughs> acutely aware of how much how much uh soap washes into my vulva um but but and this has been the podcast with amanda (laughs) um but then we get it's not even the next scene because it's a like three to four page blow job oh yeah it's it's a long blow which i i love a good blow job but it it went on and then immediately she swallows. And I'm like, okay, so we don't care anymore about her getting sick. No half babies. I guess it's babies, just but... only in the vagina where it's a problem. Apparently. And he had a wife. So you also would kind of think he would know. And ostensibly a human wife. Yeah. Because she is dead. She did die presumably of old age. She like had an extended life because she lived on like Santa Magic Planet. But... Oh, yeah. He... We'll get into that. But yes. he has his own planet. Yeah, so, like, first of all, how did his wife never tell him? Also, what, does he just think, like, because he eats pussy. The the title is said so quickly in this yes. novella. Like, yes. the very first sex scene, he eats her out before penetration. Yes. And she says, Santa Claus is going to town on me. Yes. And so what, does he just think that women taste salty and whatever and, like, come and men taste like peppermint? He's like, like s- salty and sweet, like caramel corn. That's what it is. He's like, they come together. They they create the perfect treat. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> um. Anyway, when he's growing, I just want to say that um, I couldn't picture anything but Clifford the big red dog when they were fucking and he kept growing. And I was like, it's Emily Elizabeth and Clifford. <laughs> he just keeps oh, getting bigger. Uh. It was really horrible. It was bad. Listen. Like, I wasn't literally picturing, like, I wasn't literally picturing Clifford and Emily Elizabeth having sex. But I was, I couldn't stop, like, my brain, like, I would read a paragraph and my brain would be like, Clifford the big red dog. Like, just like, like a neon sign. (laughs) It's Clifford. I don't, okay. That's fine. It's fine (laughs) that you did that. It was no, it's I'm whatever. not happy about it. I'm not <laughs> happy about it. I'm saying this as a sadness. Yeah, I guess what other things grow continuously, although Clifford yeah. can't control it. Yeah. No, he just grows and he stays that big. Uh one of my favorite parts about the inner monologue while they're having sex for days mm-hmm. is that she's acutely aware of the fact so so it's canon in this that elves don't exist he makes all the toys himself for two billion plus kids insane which should probably be more than that but whatever he makes all the toys himself which means he has to work around the clock 365 and 
so she's aware that them having sex is taking away from his work which is taking away from children and their toys and she says i'm not about to throw all that away because our affair could ruin childhoods she's like "Mm." you know what this santa dick though it's too good childhood trauma i don't care like let the kids cry i had childhood trauma and i turned out fine so she didn't she did not listener she did not uh, we also get, oh, but so speaking of pets, back to Clifford, we he talks about his reindeer. And we learn that the reindeer that he has aren't the original reindeer. Like, they're from the same herd. But that means the Ochi reindeer are dead. And I don't like that they're not immortal. Why can't they be immortal, too? They live on his magic planet. I was sad that the original reindeer were dead. That the reindeer just die. And you were sad because he's immortal. Yes. Well, I was just, I was sad individually for the reindeer. And I was also sad for him because I was like, damn, that's a lot of pets that are dying. (laughs) But in the last one, you, you, you weren't sad. Because those were also not the OG reindeer in the last one. Are they not? I thought they were. She says they're not the ones you've heard of. These ones are all female. Oh, well, I, okay. So I think I interpreted that as these those are the og reindeer but our society we live in a patriarchal society so the patriarchy changed them all to boy reindeer in the myth Mm. but in real life they're immortal female reindeer that's how my brain did that thank you girl boss that went a little too hard (laughs) girl boss still a little too close to the sun to the self-eating pussy yes yeah it is kind of sad that the reindeer die were you also confused about the existence of the reindeer because i sure was because he just Santa magics himself everywhere. He just like disappears. So that's so true. When why does he need the sleigh and the reindeer? I don't think he can dis. He can travel. No wait. He can travel within his own dimension. So let's let's explain this. Okay. So Santa lives in a different dimension. It's not an alien. I initially thought it was like Saturn and like this motherfucker just lives on Saturn, but no, he has like his own dimension because the North pole, like we live in a surveillance state and Santa's like, I can't handle that. So he lives in another dimension and he can like pop from our world to there and he can Santa magic in his dimension. But I don't know that he can do that in our world. Because, like, the one time when her mom comes and he disappears, there's a line later where she's, like, he was hiding in the chimney. Yeah. And I think it's because he can just change size. Mm. Okay. Something to ponder. I I don't – maybe maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. I don't really need to think too hard about this one. But let's talk about the mom scene because yep. mom comes right after the four-page blowjob. And she's, like, mm, you smell like peppermint. So, so I love it. It was so unnecessary. Mom comes just to be like the holidays are hard and around this time of year and like I'm alone and maybe I could be with you. And she's like, Mom, you're intruding on my dick. He's like, yeah, I came here for Christmas. He nods and I rearranged her plumbing because he remodels her house without her consent, which is like. Which freaks her out. Bad Santa. She's like, my dude, you need to ask. I did kind of like that. This that she calls him out on it. No, the 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 idea that 
his constant need to fulfill her wishes could have a downside. Because I felt like it was too easy to be like all all about wish fulfillment he has no personality and it bothers me anyway and i don't love the wish fulfillment but the fact that there's like a downside to it i was like okay depth i think she's also constantly like hey what do you want yeah you're allowed to want things too and he's like i just want to make you happy she's like okay but consider consider being just a little bit selfish sometimes and he says i want sex which is conveniently also what she wants you know what i don't see anything wrong with that i don't relationships have been built on less frankly you're not wrong (laughs) as she was making the mom leave i was like you call her right back like she's she's so sad yeah she wants to hang out with you yeah but Holly felt cock-blocked, and Holly at this point feels like she's on a timer. She's constantly feeling like, you know, this week with Santa can't go on forever. Yeah. And when she gets transported, so so this they have the day together, and Santa's like, we can do whatever you want. She's like, can I see your sleigh? And he's like, no. No human has ever seen it. But instead, he decides to just magically transport her to his workshop which freaks her the fuck out. She's like, mm-hmm. I don't even know what dimension I'm in, let alone the galaxy. What the hell is going on? And I I get the character here, but I'm also confused because all she ever wants is to be with him and she's gone along with all of the magic thus far. So she's freaking the fuck out and then just immediately is like, all right, I trust you, whatever. I think it's, I think it's more about the ask. You know what I mean? Like, She's like, I'm going to say yes, but I would like to be asked. It's the same thing. She's That's the same thing with everything else. She's like, in all situations, except when we're in bed together, I want you to ask before you do what I want. Which is a good discussion of consent. Enthusiastic consent. Yeah, exactly. Discussed in Sex Education Season 4, which I liked more than the critics. So... But they get to this planet, they're almost attacked by a giant polar bear. Was this All the funniest of part of the book for you? Because this, this was, was the funniest part of the this book. This was hilarious. This is when <laughs> we learned fuck? Santa can talk to animals. But I also just want to know why the author thought of all things to throw into this novella. She needed a near-death experience. I thought it was going to be his pet. I thought Same. the polar bear was going to turn out to be his pet dog. Like Cerberus like, hey, in Hades. Yeah. But it wasn't. He was just an alien. Why are there aliens in this pocket dimension? Did Santa not create the pocket dimension himself? I didn't get the impression that he did. Where is the pocket dimension? Why are there aliens there? (laughs) It's in his pocket. (laughs) Santa used to live on Earth. Yeah. But then it got overpopulated and now there's nowhere for him to hide. So... He lives in this pocket dimension, which also when she clarified if he lives on the North Pole or not, he said no, because it's too risky. And the mailing companies know where to forward his stuff, which do they forward it to the pocket dimension? I guess. I guess. Uh, Santa magic. Anytime there's something that doesn't make sense, Santa magic. <laughs> That's it. 
I will never get over how she was like, how old are you? And he was like, I stopped counting after a thousand. And she was like, what are you? And he's like, I don't know. I just exist this way. I, there's only one of me, but I'm not you. You've never questioned it? <laughs> it's a very sad existence that he's like the only one of his kind. I guess if you've been alive for that long with that question and you just, there's no answer. I could yeah. kind of see coming to an acceptance of it, but he just does not care at all. I mean, listen. He, he just, just wants, wants to, to eat make that his little pussy. toys. He just wants to make his little toys and eat out pussy. And that's, you know what? Maybe he, him and Farnaz can get together like a joint business venture and make mm. ergonomic toys. Well, I thought Farnaz and Chris should do that. Well, yes. But this Santa can help too. Because yeah. Chris does have elves, I think. Chris doesn't make the toys. Mm, I think sure. In her night with Santa, there's elves. I don't think she does it all herself. I think that was clear that it was like an operation. This Santa's workshop is also just like a little house with his bed and his kitchen. And he has a bench where he hand makes everything. Yeah. A little humble means. And time works differently, which is how he has time to make billions yeah. of toys. Yeah. Time goes faster. Slower. Slower, I think. I Well, it's not clear. It's kind more of more like, time passes in their pocket dimension than passes on Earth. But it also like, is like Narnia. But I I don't think that it's linear in any way. Because yeah. he makes it seem like if they go back to hers, it'll be the exact same time. So time works differently. He makes all the hands by all the hands by toy. <laughs> all the toys by Listen, I'm hand. sure someone wants a toy hand. <laughs> well, yeah, Holly does. There's a lot of sex in here. A lot of sex. And they go to sleigh. And she's immediately sleigh. like, I would like <laughs> I would like to fuck in your sleigh. And yeah. I would like to ride your sleigh and your dick at the same time. The way this man went from you can't see my sleigh to I'ma take you to another dimension. Yes. In no time. And then to the sleigh. And then he's yes. surprised she can see it because most humans normally can't. And she's like, so, like eh. did the other Mrs. Claus, was she not able to see it? Or is it like his one true love of the I century? Got, I got the impression that some of his Santa magic rubbed off on her from all the sex. Mm, it's that cum she swallowed. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I'm thinking. <laughs> it's that Santa dick. Wait, so here's my question. Speaking of Mrs. Claus, is... Do we think that there have been many of them? If he's over a millennia old, like surely Mary, who's his like wi- like dead wife, most recently, surely she wasn't the first one. She's the only one that he mentions. She's like the most recent one. Yeah, but he doesn't phrase it that way. Yeah, but like, how long does she live? She is human. Like, how long was she around? So I want. He said she lived longer than most humans. Yeah. Like longer than a human should Any have. Human should. Yeah. And he's had over a century to grieve her. Yeah. So I was guessing she was alive for like 150 years, but I don't know. Could be right. longer. But I'm saying if it's been over a millennia. Okay. I, this is why I'm saying the Santa can't be straight. Just like, because he was so down to fuck as soon as he knew that Holly wanted to fuck him. And you gotta like this has to have happened before he has to have what allison he just had a really horrible thought 
a really horrible what? Really horrible thought. What? That the reason he's so excited to fuck Polly is because she's a human woman and he's only been fucking the reindeer. Allison! You better not cut this out. Oh no, I won't. It was horrible. I was I was literally like, wait. Well, if he like if that if Mary was the first Mrs. Claus, then like was he celibate the whole time? But like, no, he must have fucking <laughs> Oh no. That's the that's how the that's why he thinks his cum is poison. <laughs> that's why the original reindeer are dead. Allison. You just keep making it worse. I can't help it. I do it. Once I have the horrible scenario, I'm like, my brain's like, wait, okay, but how would this work? Like, now I need to know. (laughs) And while they are fucking in the sleigh, sleigh, and she's (laughs) taking it reverse cowgirl going to doggy style, and she's having the ride of her life in more ways than one, she goes i realize this is the last time we're gonna do it this is the last time i'm gonna ride this dick that's what she thinks while he's coming inside of her with his candy cane condom because he's never without but and his candy cane dick like i would like you to know like she does explicitly at what point does she describe him as having a candy cane cock like i don't think it looks like a candy cane there is whenever he comes, his jizz smells like peppermint, and now I want to lick that candy cane. She called his dick a rock hard curved candy cane. So I just I needed to emphasize that it wasn't just the condoms. And she thinks that they can't keep having sex. And I mean, they're falling in love, clearly. Yeah. Because exactly. he's an immortal being. And how would that work? And she has, you know, this receptionist job and needs to be at home sometimes. Yeah, she's like, I couldn't possibly leave my life. I'm like, what? What life? You have given me no indication that you give that there's shit. anything there that you yeah. need to be permanently involved in. But it's so, I found this part really amusing that we've gotten so many ridiculous puns, so much sex. And then as <laughs> he's orgasming, she says, <laughs> my heart shatters as I realize this is the last time. <laughs> this is our last time. <laughs> it's just so. It's like I, I'm reading a real romance novel, and not. No, I mean that's porn. it. That's that's the classic. It's the classic line. But they don't have anything, any actual connection. They have tragic Christmas backstories. He doesn't have one. His wife is dead. So didn't she was, Christmas. She was Mrs. Christmas. Oh my god. Am I wrong? <laughs> she was Mrs. Klaus. AKA Mrs. Christmas. My next quote from this, my next highlight, which is 20 pages later. So clearly they did not break up. They decided to stay together. Um, he gives me the Chris Tingles like I've never or the Kringle Tingles. He kiss, gives me the Kringle Tingles like I've never felt before. I also wrote that as well. <laughs> yeah. That's like at the yeah the very at the epilogue. Oh, I just want I want to say that she um when they're in this lay she's also like put on the suit, like she wants the full banana. 
Oh yeah, you know she I mean? does want him in the suit, and she yeah. goes, "Is that weird?" And he goes, "I there's no one I'd rather be weird with." So it is weird. <laughs> He's yes. like, "I deliver presents to children. There are no elves. Who's doing the dry cleaning? Who's?" cleaning the suit because i hope to god he's not wearing it to deliver presents before a deep clean maybe he knows how to wash well he does have santa magic he doesn't know how to make coffee i'll tell you that much that's that kidding he makes funny. her breakfast one day with his hands but not with santa magic the first day coffee yeah she wishes for a better cup of coffee and he knows what she wishes for yeah. And then he's like, did I mess up? And she's like, oh, shit. Change your thoughts. Change your thoughts. I'm so happy that he made me this coffee. And she changes her thoughts. And he changes the coffee to taste yeah. better. Which, honestly, is a coffee connoisseur. I think that's the sexiest thing about him is that he can change the flavor of coffee. I think that is the sexiest thing about him to me. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. We know that she's only in it to heal her childhood trauma. She's it's constantly true. thinking about her dad, which around this time before they, they officially we get it, yeah. Yeah, she she's like, Why didn't you ever bring me presents? And he's like, Babe, there's a lot of kids. There's mix-ups. There's two billion. <laughs> yeah, I can only give them to the kids that really, really believe anyway. And then she's like, Also, I'm awful and I killed my dad on Christmas. Yes. I knew and it was gonna be this. I knew it was gonna be something same. Like it was it was coming silly. from the very first page. Yes. She's like, we went no, but I knew it was gonna be something silly like this. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, it could be, oh, she accidentally put like arsenic in his coffee instead of like sugar. But no, this is just she's running through a parking lot with her Christmas tree shopping and he gets hit by a car and Edward was... Cullen isn't there to save him, despite the many times I thought about Twilight during reading this book. I was so ready for it to be something awful, yeah, like a sociopathic like yeah. mix up where she, or not sociopathic. But anyway, something where she actually yes. killed her dad. because of how she feels about it and just in general i thought that would be hilarious like the cherry on top but instead no we get this what dad is trying to carry his daughter while also carrying a whole ass christmas tree in a parking lot you can't do that what is he doing you need multiple people to carry those what are you doing douglas douglas fur and he gets hit by a car and she blames herself and he's like that wasn't your fault and when your mom was over you know what she was thinking she was thinking i wish that she would be happy and forgive herself and also that she could get a man like me and i won't tell you the rest of what she was thinking (laughs) but she does get a man spoiler alert in the epilogue she does have a boyfriend so santa did get her a man for christmas (laughs) yes and then he's like you know how i gave you two boxes well the nice one here you go you didn't open it i love to call back did you like the callback? Yeah, I, liked the callback. I did. I forgot about the boxes. I did think it was going to be an engagement ring. Me too. I Me was too. shocked that they didn't get married. <laughs> or that she wasn't pregnant. Like, they're just dating at the end of this. I would love a Renesmee. I would love a Renesmee. Maybe that would be the elf. And he would finally get some helpers. Child you know, labor my- at its <laughs> My mom always told me she had kids for 18 years free labor. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. She used to tell us that all the time. Um, <laughs> so he he goes back to the the mortal dimension to bring this white box to her while she's passed out in bed after having the ride of her life. And Excellent. the many rides. Yes. So many. 
and which by the way she passes out in the sleigh and somehow ends up in bed and doesn't remember it at all like she she's like he he santa magics her to the bed yeah but she has this like sentence where she's like i don't remember how we got from here to here to here because (laughs) she's just so out of it she's so worn out he brings the white box and she opens it and it's a jewelry box and then it has a little snow globe necklace An because of necklace. fucking course Santa has to bring a snow globe. Yep. And she can use this necklace to go between the worlds, the dimensions yeah. between his home and her home. And that's how they can be together. And so while reading this, I was thinking before he ever fucked her, when all he knew was that she was DTF, he was like, this girl is going to get the key to the castle. This girl's going to get all of me forever. Like, he was down bad. Is it that hard for Santa to get some pussy? I I guess. Honestly, listen, ladies, if he wanted to, he would. If he wanted to give you a snow globe that led to his pocket dimension home, he would. Do better, men. I don't think I would want that. I don't ever have to use it. You don't have to use it. He gives it to you. You don't have to use it. But it's this, cool. This Santa is the true U-Hauler of them yes. all. He out lesbian the lesbians. For <laughs> real. He doesn't. He needs five minutes. He doesn't even need 48 hours. Like yeah. He needs five minutes immediately. I'm done. Maybe, maybe part of his magic is that he also knows what he wants the most. You know what I mean? Like He, he can sense his anything. own desires. What he wants is to fuck her. Because she wants to forever. be fucked. But forever. She wants to fuck him forever. So? So that's why he he's like, I know from the beginning. Like, I'm, we're ready to move in. Ah, ah. Because what I want most is to fuck you forever. I really felt bad for this himbo. Like, I love a himbo. But he was... Such a himbo. He was worse because he didn't... He truly had no personality. He did not want anything the one time that she tries to really get him to say what he wants he just says he wants her to undress slowly like a human he has Mm -hmm. all of his satisfaction from making other people's happy other people happy he's a big old people pleaser yeah and you know lost himself that's okay (laughs) i mean he's a generous lover he that's okay you know i the trade-off is worth it in my mind um, before he gave her the snow globe, though, I was, she was like, I can't just only see him one night a year. And I was suddenly viscerally hit with the trauma that I experienced the first time I watched Pirates of the Caribbean 3. Which, listener, if you're not familiar with the franchise and the last movie, spoiler alert, Will Turner, aka Orlando Bloom, has to get his. He has to become Davy Jones so he can only step on land every 10 years. So him and Elizabeth can only fuck every 10 years. And like it ends with her and their 10 year old son seeing him again for the first time. And I was like, this is like that. It tore me up. It was really, it was horrible. But apparently, you know what I learned? I haven't watched the other movies, but in like the fifth one. It's not the fourth one. It's like the fifth. Was the, If there was a sixth one, maybe it was that. It was in the most recent one. They break his curse. Mm. So they get to be together. I didn't think they were in the most recent one. 
I think they like make a little cameo. Uh, make a little cameo appearance. Because like at the very end, like Davy Jones, like Will Turner is like, hello. And then they break the curse or something. I don't know. I know they break the curse. That's all I know. Good for them. I haven't watched since the third one. And I won't be going back to watch because I don't support Johnny Depp anymore. I would pirate the first three movies. Pirate the pirate movies. Yeah. I would pirate. I'm pretty sure I have them on DVD. I have thought about watching them only because of the scene in Heartstopper where he's like, by Awakening is the two of oh, them. Oh, absolutely. It's either, your By Awakening is either Elizabeth Swan and Will Turner or Evie and Rick and the Mummy. I don't know that either of those were mine. My sapphic awakening uh-huh. was Charlie's Angels. Understood. <laughs> Heard and received. Santa, not my type. Um, <laughs> this Santa? Santa from Rise of the Guardians? Yes. Yeah. I will say I prefer him to be a giver than the opposite, you know? Nowadays, you can't be a romance hero and not be a generous lover. No. The romance readers are going to shut that shit down quick. Like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Before, we were willing to exist in disbelief that (laughs) these women were coming from penetration alone. Mm -hmm. Now, no. Absolutely not. And Santa makes sure... While he's fucking you, you're getting the clitoral stimuli- stimulation. Sometimes mm-hmm. he's also, he makes it snow a lot. He does. Indoors. And I could never imagine this being pleasant. Oh, have say. you not heard of ice cubes? No, I have. But like, I just feel like because it, at first I thought it was just a temporary thing. Like the first time they have sex, she's like, oh, he's making it snow. And I like, you know, it's like the cold against like my hot skin. Like it, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm fine. But I'm, I'm picking it up. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was just a temporary thing, but it seems to be just the entire time. And that seems like that would just get cold. I guess I thought of it as an on and off thing. Do you think he can't fuck without making it snow? I don't know. Because the thing is, is that when she's free, she's sitting on her couch and she's freaking out about him remodeling her house Mm -hmm. and also about the potential that he may be buried because she's finally thought about Mrs. Claus for the first time. He comes up and she's like, I see his boot. And there's like snowflake, like he like puts his foot down and like, like flurries of snow come out. So it's like when he is walking around too. I don't know how snow magic works. I was confused about that. None of the magic is particularly clear, let's be honest. (laughs) But the snow globe magic works well in her favor because she goes back and forth. It takes her all of two weeks to move in. We find out in the epilogue. And they've now been together for five fucking years Yep. And still do a little role play at Christmas time. As they should. I, I'm i all for keeping things fresh. I'm all for the role play. I just can't imagine them being together for five years. Because he has no You're personality. Like, what talk about? Yeah. He's just like, you're Here's incredible. The Here's the thing. Does she have a personality? Apart from daddy trauma. No. Does she have a personality? No, No. but I get why she's with him because that is healing her daddy trauma Mm -hmm. in a a convoluted way that I don't think is healthy. That's her living out her daddy trauma. (laughs) But what is he getting from it? Blowjobs. I guess guess if you're a massive people pleaser, then truly the best, like the most satisfying thing for you, if you don't want to fix that, would be to 
to be with like a narcissist with a lot of trauma, huh? Yeah. I don't think she's a narcissist. <laughs> well, no, but I just mean like someone who like needs your attention all the time. Yeah. I also think we do get like several references to him being lonely. So this is like, I guess, him allowing himself to have a friend again, because apparently the polar bear is not his friend. Neither are the reindeer. Which, by the way, speaking of the polar bear, that just made me think, when they first land in the pocket dimension, she sees a reindeer herd in the distance. And this polar bear is just roaming around. <laughs> is he eating the <laughs> Like, I worried for them. Maybe he only eats people. No wonder he's so mad. <laughs> he never gets access. That's what happened to the past Mrs. Claus, actually. The polar bear. She got eaten. It made me think of, so researchers in like Arctic stations, they have to have like cages, like basically like shark cages, like around the exits to their stations mm -hmm. so that they can check to make sure polar bears aren't waiting because polar bears have learned that it's like a snack dispenser. And they will attack. <laughs> oh my god. And if a polar bear comes for you, you're fucking dead. There's no, yeah. you're not, no. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna be the golden compass. It's not mm. what you mm -mm. what you hoped. That's incredible and terrifying. And I love nature. I love how it learns <laughs> and adapts to humans. I also destroys any desires that i've ever had to be an arctic explorer of which there are a few there are a few like you wanting sure. to run a marathon a little, little delusion the like a little delulu yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i can do it i can run a marathon you know what made me mad hmm. i think like i am a bisexual who currently prefers women but has mostly dated men none of that really matters I, i'm rooting for the women though but of these two santa claus is going to town on me i thought was hotter i also think her night with santa like the fact that she's santa is kind of it doesn't really matter you know what i mean like the story wouldn't really change if it was just like two rich gals at their like beach house she wouldn't be as turned on by snowflake nipple clamps sure and that definitely meaningfully it would impact this <laughs> for sure do you want to do your cat scale yes cat scale i was disappointed because the episode of yours that i listened to you had a very high rating and you had a lot of actual cats and you know what we didn't have in either of these stories some freaking cats no cats and no cat language there pussy, was not really there was well one... pussy I don't usually count pussy. I guess pussy yeah. does count, but I don't usually count pussy because it's like, that's just the word for it. You know what I mean? Like, it's not an intentional choice to say, like, we're, like, growling or, like, comparing someone to a cat. Is. The use of purr was in the epilogue of Santa Claus is going to town on me. That was the only time. And there was one of, like, I think my pussy was going to lunge at him or something. So do we have to say it at the same time? What do you, I mean, I don't know how your scale works. It's vibes. It's pure it's vibes. vibes. It's pure Let vibes. me tell you, one is the, like, low, one is, like, no cat presence. Like, it was a romance. So it has a one. That's not a zero? No. Everything okay. gets at least one. One is, like, the lowest. And then ten is, like, max out. Anyway, let's do Her Night with Santa. Three, two, one, two. One. 
1.5. Why'd you give it a two? Because I frankly think sapphic women are inherently cat vibes to me. Sapphic books are more. Chris was a little cat like. Yeah. A female top gives cat. Yeah. Energy. Exactly. I'll I'll give you pleasure when I feel like it, and otherwise I do what I want. But the thing is, is that in that one, she always feels like it. (laughs) Yes. Yes, they do have a hard time having any actual conversation because they are too busy banging. As it should be. Aspirational. All right, let's do um let's do Santa Claus. Three, two, one, two. Oh, a flip. Because it had the language. Yeah, well, it had the one. The yeah. (laughs) All right, 1.5. I feel like that's fair. It's fair for both of them. Also, I just feel like Santa inherently is like more of a dog guy. Mm, Just like the vibes of like Santa as a myth. Amanda, would you like to let them know where they can find you and or your podcast? You can find me at 90s Babies Nostalgia on all the things. Spell out the word 90s on Instagram and YouTube or use the number 90s on TikTok because TikTok has character limits and it drives my friend insane. Mm -hmm. And from there, my personal socials are linked, although I don't know why you would follow those because I don't use them. But listen to my podcast because it's fun. Thanks. Yeah. Where can people find you, Allison? Well, they can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at We Read It One Night on Twitter at We Read It Podcast because Twitter has character limits. Email us, We Read It One Night at gmail.com where you can send your listener suggestions. Do you have a favorite Santa fucking book? Do you have a book where they're fucking the Easter Bunny or the Tooth Fairy or some other mythical creature? Let us know so that we can do it. If Santa's an immortal being or if they're just a normal human, let us know. Oh, and then check out our Etsy, Evelyn Adelaide. And if you would like to support the podcast monetarily, you can buy us a coffee, not like a virtual, like a virtual coffee, not a real one. And leave us a rating and review. Godspeed, comrades. Say Godspeed. Godspeed. Godspeed.